This is straight out of Vegas. The next 60 minutes here on Fox Sports Radio, we have got a solution. Uh, Some people complaining about one of the great events in all of sports. We have got just the solution for how you can take advantage of it here on SOV. Plus, we've got an early look at the NFL draft, what to watch out for, how you can put a little bit of coin in your pocket when that happens. Also, if you were wondering whether or not We are starting to get back to normal. We have got boots on the ground, and we have got a live report from the streets of Las Vegas, and it is nothing but good news. All of that, the next 60 minutes, up until 7 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are, making us a part of your Monday. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We can't do this alone. There is no R.J. Bell, but there is a Steve Fezzik in the building, and Steve Fezzik feeling good on a Monday. What's happening, my man Fez. Great weekend, Jonas, watching the Masters and betting on the Masters, really betting on everything. That's what I do, living the dream in Vegas. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, what a, what a great event that was. Uh, just uh, excitement, uh, entertainment, so much to discuss. Um, uh, but again, enough about WrestleMania. Let's talk about the boring <laughs> Masters, uh, Steve DeSager. Uh, my God. Or, or Steve, I just called you Steve DeSager, by the way. Steve Fezzik. Listen, there's I'll, ta- I'll take it, special yeah, delivery. Look, they, there's worse things to be called than Steve DeSager here on Fox Sports Radio. Trust me. Uh, Steve Fezzik, I was uh, – the Masters didn't do it for me this year. Uh, maybe it's because I didn't gamble on it, but it just didn't feel like it had the buzz. It didn't feel like it had the spice. Uh, and I was not as excited going into the final round as maybe I should be. There just wasn't the drama that I needed to really wrap my arms around the Masters like I like to do because I love the big events in sports. I'm a big fan of the Daytona 500. I'm a big fan of the World Cup. Up. The big events, the pageantry, all of that, it felt like it was lacking this year at the Masters. Interesting. So let me ask you, was it because there really wasn't much drama on Sunday afternoon for the most part, or was it just throughout the Masters you just weren't feeling it? I, I just wasn't feeling it. I, I needed there, there needed to be a little bit more bite to it. I don't know. Like I just, I needed a little bit more edge. Um, I, I needed, I needed some scandal. All right, you know, I, I needed to find out somebody was hungover. I needed to, I just needed something more than what we got at the end of the whole thing. I mean, Hideki Matsuyama was fantastic. He played really well. But I think also part of this is. Uh, it, my own fault, based on the fact that we know this about anything, you can take any drink in the world, any bland drink you want in the world, and you put a little bit of booze in it, and all of a sudden it's a completely different
Auburn ball game. All right, like we went from uh, diet cokes and you add a little bit of Bacardi to it, and all of a sudden a Bacardi diet becomes a game changer. I needed money on the line in this event. I needed to be gambling on this event to really bring my. And so it's my own fault. I'm sitting here and I'm bitching and moaning about it. It's my own fault. I did not take advantage of the marketplace. I did not take advantage of it and gamble on the tournament. Thus, my mistake. Although you, my friend, as you usually do, spotted a couple of winners and you took advantage of the market. Yeah, and first off, let me emphasize that straight out of Vegas, we always talk about how it's not easy winning when you're gambling. And I think really the Masters, the outright winner, illustrated that. I listened to a whole lot of different experts, got their opinions across the board, and I don't know if one of them landed on Matsuyama to win. So think about that. 18 different people and experts picking winners. If you bet on all those, you went 0-18, according to my accounting. And it just goes to show how difficult it can be when you're looking at these needle in the haystack bets. And that's why the pros much more prefer the head-to-head type matchups, the yes-no type of matchups, in order to make a profit when betting on things, whether it be NASCAR or a golf major, etc. Where was Matsuyama before the when the tournament went off, where was he at? If you wanted to place a bet on Matsuyama, and say you did, and I know the people you talked to did not do it, but there had to have been somebody somewhere who bet on Matsuyama. What what did the final line close at heading into the Masters? We got this to, to the decimal point, fifty three to one, Jesus. and there was no movement pre flop on him, no support for him. So basically, uh, for those of you out there that are driving bad ma- bad at math or you have the day off and you're already half in the bag because uh, happy hour starts soon, um, just just so we can clear this up, if you put $10 on a Deki Matsuyama, you won 530 bucks based on his victory at the Masters. But I'm still trying to find someone who actually did that, Jonas. I, I mean that that's that's incredible. And and he, is he he's not the biggest long shot to ever win the Masters, right? I mean, there, there's been bigger upsets, if I'm not mistaken, but that seems like pretty big odds considering we were talking about Justin Smith, Justin Spieth, who was near the top based on how he had played recently, and some of the other guys. Is is that the biggest long shot to win the Masters? I, I don't, I don't think it is, but that seems like a pretty significant long shot. We got McKenzie researching that as we speak. I don't know if it was Danny Willett or who actually was the biggest underdog, but we'll get back to you later in the show. I forgot about him. Yeah, who it actually was. Yeah, I I forgot about it. So that tells me the fact that you had him and and could go to the Danny Willett card that quick into the show tells me that you must have gotten burned at that year's Masters. (laughs) Like, he must have screwed you, didn't he? Is that what happened? Like, let's be honest. No, but I have to tell you, I am (laughs) – Known to sometimes bet what's called bridge jumpers, where I don't bet on a guy at a long shot odds to win, but I'll literally risk like a hundred dollars to win a dollar that somebody <laughs> won't win, and That's obviously good. that can get rather expensive. Yeah, and, and I just I still can't get over the fact that you refer to him as bridge jumper bets. Like that is uh, that like that just adds to the whole uh, to the whole intrigue when it comes to to Steve Fezzik. All right, so Matsuyama wins fifty three to one. He closed at uh, so a big time win for him, uh, big time win for Japan. Uh, you know, first Japanese golfer to win at Augusta, uh, and he takes home the green jacket. Now, there was actually a nether bet that you had identified. Um, it was the sharpest bet in the tournament, but this is a little bit intricate. So explain to people who maybe in the future might be looking around going, how can we turn this thing into a little bit more of an exciting event? What was the sharp bet of the tournament that hit, according to Steve Fezzik? 
there was a prop bet. What will the winning score be, an over-under? And it opened up 13-and-a-half under par. And then what happened on Wednesday? One of the largest line moves I have ever seen on a prop like this, it dropped to 12-and-a-half, it dropped to 11-and-a-half, and ultimately it dropped to 10-and-a-half under par, a three-shot move on this prop. What will the winning score be? Matsuyama winds up winning at 10 under. So if you bet under 13 and a half, you win at all these numbers. And really what happened, the Wednesday practice rounds, reports came in, various golfers saying, this is as difficult as I've seen this layout. The Masters was not happy about DJ putting a minus 20 on them, an all-time record. And they made the green so much firmer, so much faster that uh, it was going to be virtually impossible to shoot a really superb round. And so all that sharp money on the best round the, for the winner to be under 13 and a half all cashes. Okay, so so because I have a, uh, there's a couple of things that I think are interesting about this. So they saw Dustin Johnson put up the, the great performance he did back in November when we had the delayed Masters in the fall and he puts up that great performance and you know, he, I don't want to say he made a mockery of the course, but he dominated the course and put up that 20 under. Wouldn't that have been if we're, because this is all about ego, right? I mean, Augusta National doesn't want it doesn't want their course to look too easy. So wouldn't that have already been baked into what this this uh, winner uh, thirteen and a half under par had been? Like like the fact that they adjusted it another two to three shots based on the Wednesday practice round was that a mistake they made initially? And and did a lot of people take advantage of it and say, hold on a second, we know how this course is going to work. They're going to try and uh, to implement whatever they can to make it more difficult. So let's jump on this now. And was that that why this line dropped down to where it did before the tournament? Yes, I think the bookmakers anticipated, hey, there's going to be some reaction from Augusta National. They are going to make this course more difficult. That's why they set it at 13 and a half under, but they just the direction they got was correct to drop it down, way down from the 20 under. They just didn't drop it down enough. And then when that confirmation came in that they weren't kidding around with how the course conditions were going to be, especially the first day that um, a further adjustment was really necessary. All right, so you are really good at this. All right, Steve Fezzik, uh, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas. This is, the I think, some of the most interesting things that you discuss here is, is sort of how what, what goes on behind the scenes. How do they get to this point in a lot of these bets? And and I ask that because you've talked about how some of the Super Bowl props, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the color of the Gatorade or the length of the national anthem, a lot of that is based on people that happen to be in the building of the Super Bowl leading up into the event. And that's how we get to some of these props and why some people can take advantage of it. In this case... How did the information get back to the right people to drop this line down at the Masters from 13 and a half all the way down to where it was set at before the tournament? I know you mentioned the practice round, but is somebody there in person and they're phoning somebody in Vegas and all of a sudden we start to see action and it drops? How did this actually get done? What are the, what are the inside uh, uh, details as far as how this line was able to move based on who got the information in Augusta and how it got back to Vegas in which the line was set. Very gradual line move. And what happens is that initially the only people that really know are the greenskeeping people at Augusta and the higher-ups. They're aware how tricked up this course is. And so you see a line starting to move from 13 and a half down to 13 under. And then what happens as 
the actual golfers play on Wednesday when they get off the course. They're probably not betting, but uh, they're being interviewed, and a Freddie Couples and other prominent golfers are like, whoa, something has happened. This, is, this doesn't even resemble the course we saw back in November. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, so there is a good chance that – I'm not saying, you know, that, that – well, I'll say it, yeah, that a greenskeeper is maybe on the take or maybe knows somebody who, who is talking to him and say like, what was it, Ace Rothstein in Casino, they said if there was an injury, if a guy had a fight with his girlfriend the night before, he had people who gathered all that information. Are there golf handicappers or golf bettors out there in Vegas who have connections to the greenskeepers at Augusta National to find this information out? Oh, I'm I'm sure there are, and frankly, I got a weather guy that was sending me weather updates where, hey, Thursday and Sunday, it's going to be real difficult, but rain 50-50 for Friday and Saturday, and that's obviously going to help the golfers. We saw it help Matsuyama. Imagine, look at what he did, Jonas, after that uh, weather delay on Saturday afternoon, Saturday <laughs> evening, where he absolutely lit it up. By the way, a little housekeeping, we overlooked the somewhat famous not so famous 2008 trevor trevor immelman 150 to 1 oh, took jesus. home the green jacket jesus 150 to 1 i by the way i love how you say that like most people out there they've got you know an, an accountant who does their taxes or they've got a mechanic who works on their car or they've got a stylist who does their hair or a barber who cuts their hair you've got a weather guy at augusta national who tells you the reports so you can gamble on the masters just think about that fez think about where you are <laughs> He's actually centered in Minneapolis, and he outsources to all these other cities. <laughs> That's and, even worse, and guys. Yes. <laughs> That's even worse. You got a guy who outsources weather reports from Augusta National, so you could win. But it's why you're the best in the business. It's why Steve Fezzik is who he is, uh, and guys like me continue to lose money or don't bet on the tournament at all. Uh, it is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need. Fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same day store pickup. Free next day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Up next, how can you take what you have just learned about betting on the Masters and apply it to the NFL draft? Do not go anywhere. It's yours next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, uh, we will get into some very, very good news. If you were wondering whether or not. We are back to normal. We are getting very close, and we've got the proof. Uh, that coming up here just a couple of moments from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But it is a tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas where we go live to the Las Vegas Strip to find out the latest on the weather in Las Vegas and standing on the scene of what used to be an AMPM across from the Luxor in Las Vegas <laughs> on the Strip. It is our uh, fill-in meteorologist, Stephen Fezzik, for the latest from Vegas. Steve? Yeah, we bring the fun and excitement of Vegas to you each and every day. Current temperature, 84 degrees. My pool is 68 degrees, Jonas, and oh, the neon geez. is 
calling. That's one of the worst things you've ever said on the air. Like you, you talk about not being relatable <laughs> to the audience. Like that's unbelievable. <laughs> Let me tell you something, as as somebody who grew up uh, having those little plastic Walgreens uh, turtle pools. <laughs> all right, like I take I take great offense to you talking about the temperature of your pool. <laughs> Like you, you don't know what the pain, this pain and suffering is like when you got to put a bunch of towels underneath the, the plastic pool. You got to put the hose in there, uh, but you got to let it sit in the sun, or else the water gets too uh, cold and it takes forever for the garden hose to fill it up. Like you don't know what our pain is like growing up, man. You and your gated community lifestyle. This probably this conversation is not going to improve when we start talking about shopping at the forum shops. That, no, that is that is a fair point. By the way, we are going to get into uh, the NFL draft uh, because you can take advantage of it, much like we tried to help you take advantage of the Masters here on Straight Out of Vegas. But it needs to be pointed out here. There's a lot of people who have seen the weather change. It's starting to heat up a little bit, and we're thinking to ourselves, man, could we actually be getting back to normal? It's been a long ass sixteen months uh, or whatever it is of this crap we've been going through. Steve Fezzik, you have got phenomenal news on the city of Las Vegas and how close to normal things are starting to look. Yes. So I'm on the strip on Thursday. I park at the Mirage. I'm walking through the forum shops and I notice as I walk past Gucci. Was Pete Gucci, Rose yes, there? The, was, was Pete Rose at the forum shop? He, he still, oftentimes or? is selling is <laughs> selling his autographs and the like, yes, at the uh, memorabilia store. <laughs> but he was not there on Thursday. But I noticed there was a long line just to get into Gucci to be able to purchase $800 handbags. That's got to be a positive sign for the environment and the economy of Vegas. It has to and be. if you happen to be in Vegas, by the way, and want a Gucci bag, go to the North Priam Outlets two miles north. It's it's half price. Come on, guys, let's, <laughs> let's it, be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the vote. Yeah, you got to find. But here, you know what it is though. Anybody going to Vegas has got the it, like. They think of it as a knock on them personally if they were to drive a little ways and pay half the price <laughs> of the Gucci bag. I'm telling you, because when you go on, on vacation, you know, you're, you're, chances are you've been saving money, so you want to you know, splurge a little bit, and it gives you an excuse. That's why those shops are still up, Fez, because they know they can make money on all the tourists that show up into town and win a little bit on the slot machines. And there are a ton of tourists, and I know this, Jonas, because when I was leaving, I'm on the fifth floor. I have nothing special in terms of a parking spot at the Mirage, and I'm dilly-dallying, and someone yells, hey, buddy, are you leaving? This is the first time post-pandemic that I've seen a backup in the parking lot of Vegas, people trying to secure a spot. That is awesome. Now, let me ask you a little uh, inside Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Let me ask you this. What is the scene like? Do you have to wear a mask? Uh, are, are people squirting down uh, the slot machines uh, with sanitizer? Are people you know, cutting holes in their masks so they can smoke a cigarette by the penny slots and, and close <laughs> the mask up afterwards? What do we like? Set the scene for what Vegas is like right now for anybody that's thinking about venturing out there over the next couple of months. I give Vegas an A-plus in terms of precautions. Absolutely. After somebody plays at a machine, someone swoops in, cleans the machine. Masks are mandatory. Everybody is in compliance uh, because it, it is indeed mandatory. But one thing that I noticed this weekend, too, not one, but two different casinos that had required temperature checks when I was walking in to get in no longer require them as of this weekend. Wow. And now, have they have they messed with the limits? Because anybody that's been to Vegas knows this. Now, you don't know this, Fez, because you always go in the rooms that are curtained off where the, where the big roller, the high roller uh, people spend. But guys like Mackenzie and I and the rest of the 99% of us common folk here on Fox Sports mm-hmm. Radio listening, when when you show up to Vegas on certain weekends... 
the limits at the tables when you want to play blackjack go up. So if you go to a place like Excalibur, which I have stayed several times in my life because it was always the cheapest one on the strip, and some weekends you could play a $5 hand of blackjack. On other weekends you would go there and it would be a $10 limit. So are the limits increased because there's fewer people there and they got to make more money, or are they trying to welcome people back in by having lower limits on a lot of these tables? They were lowering the limits, and I am starting to see the limits rise and go up. And oh, that's boy. good news for me and my new card-counting friend, Dan Beyer, when he comes oh, to okay. Vegas. We can card count together <laughs> right. at the uh, higher limit tables. All right, let me, we are going to get to that here uh, in several minutes from now because I, I've never been kicked in the nuts and not known about it until right before a show, like what Fez told me about him and Dan Beyer's relationship before the show. So we will get into that here uh, coming up shortly on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it is Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell. Uh, all right, so we talked about the Masters. And if you look hard enough, you can find things to take advantage of. One of those was the winning score to be under 13 and a half under par. And so if you jumped on that early, there was movement and it trickled down and Matsuyama uh, ended up going under the 13 and a half. So you would have won. Well, we can use that same sort of idea and 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 skill set when it comes to the NFL draft, Fez, because there is some movement in the prop market that you can jump on now with the draft a couple of weeks away. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I got to be honest, the closer we get to draft day, the better the information gets, because it literally gets to the point, how often are you ever going to find a 70% against the spread bet in the NFL or the NBA? The answer is almost never. But when it comes to the draft, it does indeed happen literally almost every year. Example, best one I could give, 2016, Larry Tunsil. All of that bad news comes out with this gas mask and everything else. <laughs> well, you could bet Tunsil over under was like around nine and a half. Ultimately, he went 13th, way over the nine and a half in the draft that year to the Miami Dolphins. So taking advantage to breaking news as draft day approaches, probably the strongest betting you can do on the week of the draft. <laughs> Hold on a second. Did you bet on Laramie Tunsil's uh a weed gas mask. Did you bet on him, like find that prop bet and take advantage of it right after you saw him smoking weed out of out of the mask that that guy wore when he was making meth on True Detective? Like, is that what you're saying here, Fez? <laughs> I am not judging anybody. I am just here to price the markets and to make good wagers. Okay. All right. So, so but, but, okay. so anybody's seen True Detective when Reggie Ledoux walks out and he's in his tidy whities and he's got a gas mask on. He's, he's cooking up meth. Laramie Tunsil had a similar mask on. He was smoking weed. And while everybody else is poking fun at it and saying, oh my God, how did this happen? You, Steve Fezzik, are going on to whatever sports book you can find online and you're betting on his draft stock to drop. Is, is that what you're admitting here on the air? Absolutely. And hey, Jonas, I am not alone. Unbelievable. There are many like us. Okay, unbelievable. A terrible moment in the guy's life, and Steve Fezzik's taken advantage of him financially here. Uh, not not that much of a surprise. So if, if we're looking at, at some of these prop bets, all the conversation, Fez, is towards the top of the draft. You know, what, what are the, uh, you know, we, we, it's foregone conclusion. Trevor Lawrence is going one overall. A lot of people feel it's Zach Wilson, too. The Mac Jones rumor is out there when it comes to San Fran at three. I think Atlanta's interesting at four, where Cincinnati goes at number five. What have you seen in this draft, if it's, even if it's not in the top five, that you think we should be keeping an eye on based on the movement? You know, what's fascinating to me is how much San Francisco gave up to move up to number three in the draft when there are two, as you mentioned, clear-cut best quarterbacks 
Lawrence, you got to risk $80 to make a dollar right now. He's going first. And Zach Wilson now, you've got to risk $20 to make $1 that he's going to go second in the draft. So it's almost a foregone conclusion that those two guys are indeed the two best quarterbacks in the draft. And now the real question is, Who's going to go third? Current odds, Mac Jones is a favorite, minus 200, risk 200 to make 100. There's been a big move on him. Uh, Justin Fields, 2-1. to one. Trey Lance, right around 5-1 to one now to go third in the draft. See, and if you remember, and, and I think we were on the air uh, when this happened, in 2018, leading up to the draft, uh, there was the, the discussion, who are the Browns going to take number one overall? And if you remember, Josh Allen was, was the big talk that Cleveland was interested in Josh Allen. And that morning, the odds jumped to Baker Mayfield because it became obvious that they were going to go the direction of Baker Mayfield. So are we, is this looking like, and I'm, and I'm asking you to forecast this a couple of weeks ahead of time, but is this looking like we could see some potential late movement there based on where the line is at, or is the line only going to get greater? And if you like these odds, jump on them now and don't wait. I think that the odds just have moved too much to go ahead and jump on anything where you're laying 80 to make a dollar. One um, important note I should make, just because Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson I said they're almost a foregone conclusion to go 1-2. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the two best quarterbacks. That will have to be determined. Uh, he's Steve Fezzik. I'm Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell. This is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And I know Dan, uh, a couple of years ago, was uh, the first person um, that, that led with uh, he believes uh, Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. So I know this is a big day for Dan uh, and many people on uh, social media. Not necessarily the case. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say this though, Dan. I, I am totally offended. I am offended and outraged by what Steve Fezzik told me before the show. We were talking about uh, uh the show and kind of setting things up and, and Fez let me know that uh he taught you how to count cards. Yes, right, live yeah. on the air. Yes. That that's unbelievable. He's never once thought to teach me how to count cards, but he taught you how to count cards on the air. That is insulting, Fez. <laughs> Well, Fez, step aside. Let me tell Jonas how to do it. Jonas, if you have a 10, Jack, Queen, King, or Ace, that's a minus one. Two through six is a plus one. Don't worry about the seven, eight, and nine. Those are zero. When you see the cards laid out on the table, you can give yourself a better idea if there are more tens in the deck or high numbers by that simple scoring method. So if there's, uh, let's just say you come out at a plus two, that's good for you when it comes to blackjack. Fez, how was that? Spot on. <laughs> we're gonna, we, Mr. Byer, you and I are going to be playing some 21 while Jonas researched sports for us. Right, hold on a second. Screw you, Fez. Here's why, Dan. This is exactly why you were smart to teach Dan Byer and not me. Because all I do when I play blackjack is drink heavily, and it's and it's not like I, you know I, I'm just drinking. Because when you hear like the, the best thing to hear in Vegas is not the slot machines and everything else, is when you hear in the background, cocktails, because you know somebody's coming around with a drink. And and my whole goal is just to play long enough to get at least three or four drinks and tip a couple bucks each time. And so I, I set myself up to lose every single time I play blackjack, but Dan doesn't drink, so he's going to be able, like he he's going to be a modern day rain man to where he's going to be able to walk out of Vegas with bags of cash to, to take back home with him while I'm sitting there losing my ass, Fez, trying to bet on, on a soccer game in Denmark to make ends meet at the end of the whole trip. It's awful. 
<laughs> if you thought Elliot Gould kicked butt in the famous movie, kind of famous, California Split, great gambling movie, wait till you see what Dan Byers takes out of the casinos later this year. God, yeah, I'll man. take him for their cash and about 500 bucks in free Mountain Dew from the old uh, <laughs> fountain drink in the corner. That is true. Uh, All right, very good. Uh, It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell here on FSR. Um, So, Fez, we have got ourselves a domination situation in the world of sports, and it involves none other than the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, Now, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way uh, because we have got to celebrate yet insult Steve Fezzik because when the discussion about the LA Dodgers and where their odds are at uh, to win the World Series came up, it got me to thinking about our most recent example of a really dominant favorite in the world of sports, which was Gonzaga. And if you listen to Straight Out of Vegas, the person who told you first to fade Gonzaga to win the national title was Steve Fezzik. Unfortunately, though, Fez, it didn't actually work out well for you because the team they lost to, I think you were also fading, if I'm not mistaken. I made a prop bet. This could be the worst bet I ever made. I took the field in the NCAA tournament against Gonzaga and Baylor. So I had 66 teams. The two teams I didn't have that I was against played in the finals. It don't get much worse than that, Jonas. Oh, that is uh, that's unbelievable. It's like playing roulette and you bet uh, black and red and it hits green. Like <laughs> like there's nothing nothing worse. And in fact, in fact, you bet black, red, and single zero and it hits double zero green. <laughs> like there like there's nothing worse than how that. So when you when you're watching the national championship game, because this is how I work. If I knew I was going to lose no matter what because I faded both teams and they were the teams that were in the final, I would just bet the under the entire game because it would be like an insult to them. Like, you, oh, yeah, you guys think you're going to screw me out of money? I'm going to bet against you to score points to try and win. I probably would have lost. I don't know where it actually ended up. But I would have bet the under in that game because I would have been so pissed off about it. The irony is, is like harken back to the Denver Broncos Super Bowl you lost 17 bets with. Jonas Knox... <laughs> you would have won 17 bets because it was happy action fun time for about 30 minutes in that game. The live number, the total pre-flop was 160, went all the way to 175, and then there's only, I believe, 20 points scored in the final nine minutes. Lands 156, and every under bet you would have made, they all would have cashed. Oh, that helps me. Thank you. That that really helps me out now. You know, a, a, a week late and several dollars short. That does nothing. Now, all that means is that the next time I go to bed, I'm going to lose. Like, that's all it means. The fact that I missed out on this one. Like, that's how this works when you're a loser gambler like me, Fez. That's how this stuff works. Very curious how Gonzaga, the favorite, you don't see that very often, four-point favorite, and they gave up. They basically gave up, down 15, didn't even try to foul, didn't try to press, knew they were beaten. So you mentioned, so, and the reason we bring this up is because you were skeptical against Gonzaga just based on the betting markets going into it. Well, it seems like the betting markets love the Dodgers at this point in the season. So are you, do you have the same skepticism or how do you monitor this team to try and potentially take advantage of where they're at based on the early betting landscape when it comes to the Dodgers and how they're viewed against every team in the league? There is nothing I've seen to make me think other than the Dodgers should indeed be the clear-cut favorite. This has been a year of parody in baseball. Every team has won three games 
or lost three games except for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are eight and two. Uh, they played so much better ball than every other team, and going in, they were forecasted to be the number one team, 103 and a half wins. We've seen the Dodgers, the favorite before we saw any games, plus 350. Now they're down to plus 325. And I got to be honest, I think that's the best price you're going to see the rest of the year. Remember, only 10 teams make the playoffs this year in MLB. Last year, funky year was 16, so the Dodgers likely aren't going to be a wildcard team. They're likely going to win the division and get to play against a wildcard team. Easier path. That plus 325 is probably as good as it will get. Numbers probably only going to continue to drop, and frankly, you're going to bet the Dodgers. You're going to be paying a premium. Look at the game tomorrow. Hosting Colorado. It's only April. The Dodgers are minus 350. Risk $350 to win a mere 100. So what's the most recent example? Because um, obviously we talked about Gonzaga, but maybe in you know the NFL or the NBA, the most recent example of a team being this much of a favorite to win it all this early in the season. Oh, gosh. The Golden State Warriors during their dynasty run was wow. you had to risk $2 to make a dollar. They're minus 200. And a big part of that is that hockey and baseball have some inherent luck involved. So the better team can easily lose in the series. If you're the clear-cut best team in the NBA with best four out of seven and you have home court or even without it, you can still be a, a clear favorite against the field. And so is there an offer out there? Is there any place that's offering a Dodgers or the field bet? Because just to be negative, I would take the field. Just to just to be an a hole, Fez. That's how I roll. What what do you think? Can I get that? Can I get down on some of that action in Las Vegas right now? I am going to research that. I'll have to get back to you. All right. Very yes, good. Yes, I actually can bet no on the Dodgers to win the World Series. That is minus three fifty. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Whoa, a whoa, whoa. We, we, we it's minus three fifty. You said McKenzie. Yes, for any other team but the Dodgers to win the World I, Series. You know, I don't like that bet. I would bet yes on the Dodgers. Plus the three twenty five. That's the better side. Okay, I would too. So, do you think so? If, as that, if, if the odds are only going to get more in the favor of the Dodgers, that no bet is going to come down. Correct. That's right. That's why you don't want to make it now because the Dodgers. It's been smooth sailing so far. I know the Padres are only a game behind them, and the Padres are very well thought of. But with Tatis's injury, I think that opens the door for the Dodgers to cruise to the division title. Uh, he's Steve Fezzik. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Straight Out of Vegas. In for R.J. Bell here on Fox Sports Radio. And we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same-day store pickup. Free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Up next, we have got a best bet. Your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Monday afternoon into the evening and it's yours next here on fsr fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live hey it's me rob parker check out my weekly mlb podcast inside the parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app, 
or wherever you get your podcast. It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell here on FSR. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. It is the odd couple, Rob Parker, Chris Broussard. Uh, always madness on a Monday with those two. So make sure you stick around uh, for the odd couple here on many of these affiliates here on FSR. And you can also check it out on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Steve Fezzik, uh, it is time to uh, to do what you do as well as anybody on the planet, and that's hand out a winner here on national radio. And for that, we go to our nationally televised game in the NBA. Less than an hour away, they are tipping off in Dallas. It's the 76ers and the Mavs. Yeah, and I'm on the Mavs plus four here hosting Philly. No Porzingis for Dallas. That's why Dallas is catching four points. And as far as the spread on this game, normally I think it would be pretty much spot on correct. But here's where I think the edge is for Dallas. Look at the schedule. Philly's next game is... They're going to be hosting Brooklyn, and that is a crucial game. Looking forward to head to it because Brooklyn and Philly currently tied for the number one seed in the East, and that number one seed is worth way more, Jonas, than it typically would be because there's only three good teams in the East, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly. Whoever gets the number one seed ultimately probably going to be able to play Atlanta or Miami in the second round of the playoffs, have a much, much easier path. And with that big game looming for Philly, I think that they won't be 100% tonight. I'm on Dallas plus the four. What are the Eastern Conference odds right now as far as who who's the favorite to win the East? I'm assuming, obviously, it's going to be Brooklyn because last checked, Brooklyn was the favorite to win the NBA title. But what are the odds just to get out of the Eastern Conference right now for Brooklyn? Yeah, so the Nets currently minus 105, so right about a 50% chance that Brooklyn gets it. And then you drop down Milwaukee 3-1. to one. This surprises me. Philly plus 450, the number three choice. After Philly, you drop way down. Nobody else is even 10-1 to one in the East. So are you surprised that Brooklyn's even money? Like it's basically an even money bet at this point. I, wouldn't it, based on how, how much talent they've got, is this all because there's some hesitation to trust Brooklyn because let's be honest here look the Kevin Durant a little nicked up we're we're not we haven't seen a full workload from him since since coming back from from the Achilles injury because he ran into to some stuff this season James Harden's a little bit banged up and Kyrie Irving's a wild card, literally. Like we don't know whether he's going to to, to show up one game or, or whether he's gonna. There's some sort of an issue going on or whatnot. So is there hesitation with all that involved? And that's why we're still seeing that Brooklyn's an even money pick to win the Eastern Conference. I think the betters have bought into Brooklyn. The mere fact that they have been playing either with KD or Harden, not both of them, and they still are tied for first in the East in terms of best record, the feeling is that these players are just going to continue to gel and the new players they're bringing on are only going to continue to integrate and that by the end of the year that Brooklyn will be the clear-cut best team in the East by margin. So this line's only going to get worse for you. If you if you like Brooklyn, you got to get in now. Oh, I think so. And we've already seen that, frankly. Kudos to RJ. Gave you out Brooklyn 4-1 to one to win the NBA title. I know current odds are down to around plus 250. And McKenzie, I believe you've got Brooklyn at 2-1 to one to win the East. Am I correct? That's right. One to win 3K. I made a big bet on it. I really believe in it. I think the Nets should be minus 200 
to win the East. That's what I think should be. I, I love the way McKenzie says one to win three K. He's counting. He's he bet plus two hundred, right. so he's getting his thousand right. back, and he's counting that <laughs> yes. as part of the three to one. Right. That, that was that was my favorite thing, I, and I noticed it for the first bet I ever made at a sports book in Vegas. I think it was on like a, it might have been an NFL game, or I forget what specific game it was, but I remember it was just a twenty dollar bet. And I, I think I was half – first of all, I was half in the bag. Um, and then secondly, I didn't understand the financial back and forth that you had with the sport with the sports book. So I remember I gave them 20 bucks. I ended up winning the bet. And all of a sudden, they gave me back like thirty nine fifty or whatever it was. And I thought to myself, well, how'd that happen? And I didn't factor <laughs> in the idea of, no, you get back the original 20 It's not like you're paying a $20 fee to be able to, to bet here. <laughs> it's not Costco. You're not paying for a membership. And then all of a sudden, you're allowed to shop here. So, yeah, good point by McKenzie. You're going to get back your 3K. So good for him. Greatest deal ever, except, in, of course, if you visit Canada and you pay for a $20 bill and then you get $22 back in <laughs> Canadian change, right? <laughs> Very good. Uh, it is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 